Welcome inside another edition of Miked Up here on Pittsburgh Sports Live and throughout the Sports Now family of networks. Are you excited about Pirates baseball? That's a question I actually can ask to open up this show. We are going to talk about the battling Buccos who do sweep the Dodgers and win a season series against the Dodgers. But can they bring that energy, that big energy, to, say, the Diamondbacks or other teams that are not contenders and the youth movement that's actually created this excitement? Do they keep this going even when others, like, say, Vogelbach, get healthy? And what do they do coming towards the trade deadline? Still a month or so away, but have they actually got some pieces like Quintana to create some value? But now only a few games under 500. What goes on? Of course, this could all go awry, but we got to talk about it now. And also, we will touch on again what the Steelers should do now with the newfound money from Stefan Tuitt finally deciding to retire. So he makes the decision. I've touched on it. Other people have touched on it in terms of the reaction of that move and what they have and maybe what impact it has on the team. But now what should they do with the money? Replace it, go outside the team. Somebody else on the team can step up and then use the money elsewhere. What should they do and anything else here on this happy Friday edition of the show? I'm Mike Oste. That's Mike Vakova. Can again, subscribe bottom of the video. It's free to do so. Thanks to our sponsors throughout the network and also comment below and I'll fire back at you at some point. So, Mike, before we fully get underway, I do have to ask you how you're feeling. We took a couple week hiatus here from this show as you're you're getting yourself back to 100 percent. But I will still say I've told people 75, 80 percent of Mike Pacova can't yeah. 100 percent a lot of other people. So, yeah, I'm uh, happy this, to be talking to you again. I've had this flu. I don't know what it was, but uh, hopefully I don't cough too much here. I'm not sure what. Yeah, it's allergies. It's the worst allergy season I think I've had. It's just it's a cough in our family. It just won't go away. So yeah, uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully I make it through this uh, 20 minutes or so here. (laughs) I think I think we'll get you along. But yeah, it it, it could be allergies. Honestly, I've had mine acted up a little bit here really recently. But yeah, it's a pain in the you know where. So at least oh, yeah. it's not the other thing that people might be thinking about. So no, so no, it's I'm, not that. <laughs> yeah, I, I know you told me that. So I'm happy for you there, uh, you and your family. But get well soon, yeah. nonetheless, and we will get through the coughing. And uh, I, I will also, and anyone who knows me in my career will yell this if they're watching. Grab some pineapple juice. I, I, I there's people out there that use it as a miracle cure, whether they want to give me credit or not. It's from me. pineapple juice pineapple juice it helps the throat i lost my voice once before a show chugged pineapple juice and was able to get through it so getting over the grocery store right after this yeah i think you might have to but now that you're in a good mood because you're feeling better are you also maybe in a good mood because there's reasonable baseball to discuss and watch and it has been entertaining granted unfortunately you have to stay up to about two in the morning to consume it But, but the pirates sweep the dodgers nobody could have expected that they win the season series had beat them in a series earlier and had been playing well even prior to that and scoring some runs six five eight and the pitching had been okay they got a real solid start from quintana who I mentioned at the top, maybe actually has created now some value for him if he's moved to a contender because he's not going to be there forever. There's still question marks on others, certainly question marks on JT Brubacker, who's starting off this Diamondback series, et cetera. And this lineup now is this youth movement because of the Vogelbach injuries and other pieces that had to leave the lineup. Chavis is in there and actually hitting, doing more than just defense, actually hitting. And they have that Hayes-Reynolds one-two punch. Reynolds with a home run the other night to get off of his slump. So is there reason to be excited about the Pirates? Can they keep this up? And regardless of injuries or whatever else, do you want to continue to see this youth movement continue on? Uh, 
I don't know how sustainable this is as far as, um, you know, I don't think we're talking about having a record over 500 here. Right. But uh, 22 and 27, I believe right now. Is yeah, I think they're on so pace for still. Under. Uh, I think they're on pace for 70. I think I saw somebody put up 73 wins, which at the beginning of the season on our show, I'm going to actually, I was thinking about that the other day. Uh, what did you say? I, I, you were, had, I had seven. I had seventy-two wins, which is which. I'm okay, yeah, you're a little more optimistic than yeah. me. If they get into the, if the seven in front, that at least shows a jump from last year, which you did say they had to get a few more wins, regardless of everything. Yeah, I, I, I think the problem is is I don't know that their um, their offense, as currently constructed, can keep it up. Right. I, I think their pitching can. Uh, keep a minute. I think they have a good bullpen and with the way uh, managers pitch today, only let guys go five innings and how bad baseball is as far as averages and strikeouts and stuff. I, th- I think it's going to make the pirates pitching look a little bit better. I just don't know that they have the bats uh, unless some guys really turn it on here um, to keep it going. But I, I but I think it'll be an interesting, I, I think it's going to be an interesting summer Uh Hold on one second. Hey, Will, get Bailey's with the animal, with the dog. I cannot take that anymore. Uh, our dog has a, a toy <laughs> that keeps with, with a... It's like a soundtrack, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know that their offense is sustainable. Uh, hopefully, Brian Reynolds. The good thing is, though, they've been doing this with really without Brian Reynolds. Yeah, until the other night. Without Brian right. Hayes. Right. So those guys are due, you would think, to turn it on a little bit. Uh, but I, I, I'm excited uh, with, with these young guys. I think people have to be uh, a little cautious. Those guys are playing well now, but they are young. And I know everyone's saying, see, they should have done this from the beginning. <laughs> you know, uh, we'll see. Uh, it, baseball's a long season, 162 games. Right. It's nice over. It's nice they're playing well over three, four, five games here. Can you do it for a month? Can you do it for two months? That's going to be the trick. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I'm excited, though, in that I'm able to watch, actually watch uh, good baseball. But we'll see how long it uh, we'll see how long it continues. Yeah, comebacks galore, and even when they had a big lead, they held on to it again. They, it was a different team playing against the Dodgers, and even prior to that, and we will see moving forward. You're not gonna you're not gonna be surprised if the Pirates would take a Dodgers sweep as improbable as that was, and then go ahead and lay an egg against the team that's that at the bottom of the division. That wouldn't shock anybody. This is still a team that at best is looking at early 70s wins, which is well over 90 losses. So this is not a good contending team. There are a few games under 500. Again, they're not going to go anywhere. Let's not go crazy here. We're not trying to be that that crazy optimistic people. But it is nice to see some entertainment. It is nice to see. Now, I would say the only negative in the lineup, though, is Van Meter, Castro, and a few others. It's still a very top-heavy lineup. Hayes has been hitting most of the year, but Brian Reynolds has not. And you did mention that maybe the lineup won't give you enough. Yeah, I don't have any confidence in the lineup sustaining this because they didn't earlier in the year. And Vogelbach was getting on base. So how do you not put him in the lineup, even though you're hitting now? Because this isn't a lineup that you have any confidence to continue to hit, or at least you wouldn't think, but maybe it will. But they need more from pitchers besides Quintana. And, you know, Mitch Keller had a solid start the other night as well. They need more of that. JT Brubacker has been really, really bad. So if he throws again, you know, kerosene on the fire, that won't help things. 
The bullpen has always been good. It's nice for Shelton, who actually can try to manage an entertaining team because he didn't have that last year. I have no reason to believe this is going to continue on like this, but it is nice that there are some young pieces that have actually created themselves to even be trade value, like, say, Quintana or a few others that nobody thought existed before the season. Yeah, and a guy that obviously people should be excited for is Contreras, a guy that uh, mm. at the beginning of the season, um, he's their best pitcher. Uh, he is a guy that fans are excited about. He's a guy that, uh, you know, I, I don't know if they're going to come out to the park for, but he's a guy that creates – He's a guy that creates buzz. He's a legitimate one or two starter on a on any major league team. Uh, tremendous trade by the Pirates to get him. And they have a few other guys in AAA that are close to coming up here. And I think that's what can make things interesting for the Pirates down the stretch. Their attendance has been horrible. Um, but I think they start calling some of these guys up from triple A. Uh, that was going to be my next question. Yeah. 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 I, and I, obviously I everybody wanted O'Neill Cruz to start the year. Obviously yeah, they lost. Now they're getting a little bit the, more exciting and not even just him though. Swagger and company. Martin. Yeah. Martin. Like, do you call up Cruz and others? Do you get two or three guys up here? Do you just, do you not disturb this youth movement? Because even though you have guys you want to call up, there are young players now that are, performing and playing well it's often still by the way the, the, the right now they're hitting 224 as a team on the year so it's still not good i i think the pirates are going to be very close to to they're gonna they're ha- gonna have some decisions to make here in that uh, a guy that keep an eye on i know people were talking about o'neill cruz uh, the problem with him is right now and i know people don't want to hear this but uh, he will be another Pedro Alvarez in, in, in that uh, the only thing that could save him is the DH position. But ideally, I don't think they want to put him at DH. He's a man so. without a position. Right. Uh, he's been butchering the field in Indianapolis and it, w- it won't get any easier in the major leagues. Yeah. So the only thing, as I mentioned, the only thing he could play DH here, but that's why you have Vogel by and he's just starting to hit now. It wasn't as though he's been tearing it up since April and they've been uh, holding him hostage down there. And you have Chavis too. So you have three men at at first DH and then wherever you want to put O'Neill Cruz. Obviously he doesn't have a real position. Maybe you try the outfield, who knows? But I feel like they would rather do a Chavis Vogelbach first base DH switch around, which then takes DH away from Cruz. Uh, But uh, Maybe, but if they, he's they, hitting, they want to have that guy at a position. He's their number one. He's, right. he's the number one prospect in their organization, like Hayes uh, has. Correct. Yeah, right. and, and they don't want to have have that guy labeled as a uh, a DH, a guy that without a position, he needs to be out in the field somewhere. And I think he's working it out. Last night he led off for Indianapolis. Uh, it was actually playing shortstop. I don't know that that's going to work in the major leagues, but I'm also not Italian talent evaluator. We'll right. See. Uh, one guy that I would keep an eye on coming up here, and I think they could make a decision on him soon, is a former first-round pick. He's playing really well, and he's almost forcing his way to be up here. He's a guy that uh, uh, he's injuries have held him back the last couple of years, but he's been healthy, and he's playing really well right now. That's Travis Swaggerty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he's a guy that – and he's old enough. He, he can do it. He's – 
he's playing well off uh, defensively, offensively. Uh, I it, it wouldn't shock me at all if he if he's the next guy to be up here. And I know a lot of people are calling for Mason Martin because of the Pirates situation at first base. Uh, led all major minor leagues in home runs last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, is continuing to play well this year. Uh, he's playing well, just needs to keep making a little bit more contact with the ball. He could be an all or nothing guy as far as uh, he can hit it into the Allegheny or uh, he's going to swing and miss a lot. But I think Pirate fans would actually take that over what they're getting at first base with Van Meter and uh, right. whoever else they have at first base. Those, those would be – I would say that those two would be in line for a call-up ahead of Cruz, Swaggerty and uh, Mason Martin. Yeah, I was going to ask because, yeah, people are now going to look to any of those players to possibly get caught up. I would think Swaggerty would definitely get caught up. This is now at least a team that's entertaining and fun to watch in a way. So how much do you want to upset the apple cart right now? But, of course, we're probably talking a week or two from now. Pitching still has been a problem. Offense still needs to be consistent and needs to be better. And how much longer is, say, a guy like Chavis going to hit if he's in there at first? When will Vogelbach be able to come back? If that's not till the the all-star break or the trade deadline, what issues do arise from that? Is there anything for you that would derail O'Neill Cruz coming up just defensively? We're talking about him not having a position. You mentioned him playing shortstop recently, but almost everybody on their shows before the season kind of said it can't be shortstop. It just doesn't feel right for it to be shortstop, but maybe it will be shortstop. And the infield with Castro and others has kind of been a problem. So maybe he will fit in there, but if he doesn't have a position or if he's struggling at a position defensively, but, all of a sudden hitting and he had a slow start to the year minor league wise. Does that decision just on defense stop him from coming up for you and for them? Cause it feels like maybe they would still kind of do what they did with Hayes a couple of years ago and try to get that end of the season positivity. If he can hit granted, of course, Hayes has a position and kind of has always had a position. I, I don't think that'll, I don't think that'll hold the pirates back. Uh, I, I think I really do think that uh, despite the some of the criticism they get, um, I, I think they're handling a lot of these kids right uh, in that we see the um, on Twitter and everything. We see the, you know, the team tweets out the home runs and the doubles and the stuff like that. Uh, they, they don't tweet out every at bat. These guys are uh, they're not tearing up the league down there as far as they're not hitting 300. Uh, they're, they're both of them, mate Martin and Cruz are having a lot of strikeouts at triple a, uh, as far as making contact. Uh, we only see the positive on Twitter. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you still only see the video of the home run. Yeah. We, we don't see everything that's going on down there. And, um, uh, they called up, uh, the guys, I, I think at a right time and, when it's time for O'Neill Cruz to be up here, to be a full player, he will be up here. Uh, yeah. There, there, there's nothing positive for the Pirates. They don't gain anything now. It's past the uh, – Yeah, now. They did before, but not Yeah, now. before, yeah. And he wasn't ready then. And Right. Now, In retrospect, it does appear that, that was that was a whole debate that appears he wasn't ready. Right. And I, I think when he's ready, he will be up here. It, it, it benefits the Pirates in no way. It, it doesn't benefit them by keeping their best prospect right. down to AAA. They're not 
gaining anything. They're not financially year service, anything like that. No, when no, he's no. ready, he will be here. So, and, and I think they all have a master plan, uh, Sherrington, as far as when he wants the, all these guys to get here. That's another guy that uh, uh, contact has been a problem as far as strikeouts. Nick Gonzalez, a guy that I'm very high on uh, at Altoona. He's striking out like crazy. He, he's doing yeah. some things well striking out way too much. And that has to be a concern within the Pirates organization. You can't, you can't have that uh, strikeout to at bat ratio uh, in the minor leagues. And don't think that that won't continue in the major leagues because it, you know, uh, that'll kill you up here. Yeah. You, you got to figure it'll be tougher. Of course, triple a is right. closer to get, but there's still a difference there. And usually players that if they start out roll hot, with their cup of coffee in the show that doesn't guarantee they're going to translate. Of course, Hayes had a little dip after that red hot September, but you'll want them to start out red hot or at least start out ready to go. Because if it goes the whole other direction, then what do you say about, you know, going forward? That was cool. That was Cole Tucker's problem up here. Right. Um, and Cole Tucker. He, gone. He That's released. another piece of news. He played too. well at triple a and he gets up here and, you know, he, I, I forget the, the, the story I wrote up the other day when he got uh, designated for assignment, his strikeouts to at-bats were, you know, he struck out, uh, you know, ridiculous amount of times. Yeah, and obviously they're going to give O'Neill Cruz even more rope than a, a Cole Tucker. I mean, he he is one of those building blocks. Yeah, Cole Tucker had four years to show something. Right, right, right. So Cole Tucker had plenty of time. His life is still fine, though. He's Vanessa Hutchinson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but but yeah, so he he's gone, and that is a piece of news because they finally did kind of give up that experiment. Even when he was playing well on the field, that wasn't enough if he couldn't hit. So maybe it'll be the reverse. If Cruz can hit, they're going to find a spot, especially when they're hitting 224 as a team. Granted, it would be better if he had a legit position and maybe it wasn't short. But again, that's an open run right now because that's even while this team is hitting recently, that's a position that has not been performing that really nobody likes what's going on there. And, and that makes some sense. This team is at least fun to watch. There will be players that will come up. We'll see how long they continue this on. We'll see if anything on the pitching side of things can also establish itself to get starters. They don't go five beyond anymore today. And Shelton said before the season, he's not going to do that, but at least get beyond three on a regular basis, like some of these recent starts by Keller and Quintana. And we'll see how much longer that goes i'll say this i'll say this mike and i and i know we're going to move on to another subject here but i said this at the beginning of the year and i it, i've seen nothing uh on this team and in the minors to change my opinion the pirates are set up uh and i know this it's something that nobody in this town um you know hates to admit i don't want to use the word hates but um some they're reluctant they're reluctant to admit the pirates are set up to be a good team uh, for, for some years, uh, they, they, they're, once they get there, system, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> everything in their system is set up for, uh, sustain for a sustained run as far as, uh, players at high a double a triple a here at okay. the major leagues, it's all going to culminate at the end of the year when some of these guys are all up here and next year is going to be the real fun year for, for fans. I believe I know it's next year. Everyone's Everyone talks about next year, but that that is the case. This year, there's going to be guys sprinkled in here every month, every couple of weeks. There are going to be guys that come up here. In the last couple months, they're going to all play together. But next year will be the year. But everything I see, another guy that I'll throw out there real quick is Cody Bolton. Yeah, uh, he's a he's a starter at AAA. He's another guy that will be up here. Uh, he doesn't have the ceiling that Contreras has, but he's another guy that uh, looks to be a 
to be a young arm that will be a piece uh, of a future rotation. So things are on track here uh, for the first time uh, in a long time with the Pirates. Yeah, and you'd be hitting that beginning period of once these players get up, you see them a little bit here maybe this year. And this year, the way this year would be a positive for the team, we said it before the year, they get a little bit more in the win column, but doesn't have to go crazy by any means. They get some of these players to emerge and play well and get a cup of coffee, and they also establish some trade pieces to bring some more value in. And those things have kind of all happened to this point, even though they're well under 500. So we will see the rest of the year. This is an important season to keep this going you do want to finish with a seven in front in the win column and you do want to have these guys get a cup of coffees and, and perform and you do mentioning a pitcher there i think is big because they need somebody to be a young arm since it's been a major question mark on this team for years and anyone here 29 30 plus that is starting most of these games likely going to be gone and not a part of whenever that winning is so next year there would be pressure to maybe see that who knows maybe it's a year or so away from that but whenever they get there they are at least building something up. So again, I'll, I'll close the segment with this. Anybody who's getting on Sherrington, because I've seen some of these articles already. I'm already, I'm already out on Sherrington. There's no way that's fair. This was supposed to be a very long haul. I get that he doesn't have the money that he had when he won, won a championship and with other franchises, but this was a long process. It's only a couple years in and these young players need to develop and get up. So if you're not willing to give him probably another two years at least, and then see something then you're being unreasonable. But next year will be a very important year. This year, kind of, but you need to see progress, which right now you're at least seeing. And you also got to say for question marks on Derek Shelton, this team is playing hard for him, even though he was dealt nothing last year and obviously still not a winning team this year. Maybe he has more rope than some would have thought. Some thought he wouldn't be there whenever they figure out the winning with these young, this young group. Maybe he is going to still be there. If he leads them to only a few games under 500, He'll, I'd imagine he's going to be there at that point. So they're playing hard for him, and that, that's a positive sign. Mike Fakov again, Mike Osti here, mic'd up, Pittsburgh Sports Live. That was a segment on the Pirates, so head over to baseball, to Pittsburgh baseball now for all our Pirates coverage uh, with the crew over there and where the post-game shows will live during this, this summer lull, really, of our overall network, but also Pittsburgh sports now and beyond throughout. And Steelers now. We'll recover the Steelers and Stefan Tewitt, the big news of the week. I've done shows. We have other shows going on there about this, but I do want to get Mike's take. Stefan Tewitt finally announces that he is choosing to retire. A surprise to some, because you hear from Cam Hayward and others months ago, it kind of sounded like maybe he was leaning towards coming back. He chooses to retire. It doesn't linger on throughout the summer and then into the season like last year. They were very nice to him. So whatever opinions you have about that, it's over. This year, it didn't go longer. I said there had to be a deadline. Maybe there was, maybe there wasn't, but he does it during OTAs. It's at least early enough now. There's $9 million now the Steelers have. They will be without to it, but they were without him last year. So it's a big hit, but they just did it a season ago does somebody step up on the team like Chris warmly and then you could use that money to sprinkle around other places because they have other needs do you immediately need to use that money to bring somebody in like Sue or, or somebody with a big name to replace him at least for the short term because this team is still trying to win right now despite a youth movement with Kenny Pickett and others or what do you do now moving forward now that you finally know your future with Stefan too what do you do with that nine million dollars um, I would look to, uh, I would look to extend some players. Um, uh, obviously the, the guy that's standing out, uh, I'm kind of surprised it hasn't been done yet. 
but maybe, uh, you know, they've had stuff obviously with the GM with Omar Khan and, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the draft just finishing up. I'm kind of, I'm kind of surprised that, uh, Minka Fitzpatrick hasn't been, uh, ex- extended yet. Uh, I thought that was going to be, uh, something that, uh, would, would have taken place by now. Um, I don't know how I feel about extending. I know the overall, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, kind of torn on Deontay Johnson. That was the other topic of the week as well. Obviously he skips the first week of OTAs and then comes back and he had a great year last year, but the drops emerge at the end. You draft two receivers in the first three rounds. Yeah. I, I just don't know that. Uh, I, 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 we, I, I think we've seen some stuff over his first couple of years. However, with the money he's probably looking for. Right. I don't know that I'm uh, jumping out trying to extend him to what he's probably asking for. Uh, I think in this offense, uh, I think the receivers are the easiest thing to find. Uh, just just a year ago, we were in today's NFL. Yeah, just just a year ago, our conversation with him not our but the 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 theme around him was how he uh, had a drop problem, and now all of a sudden we're gonna uh, want to invest uh buku money into him uh i don't know i i would be hesitant uh one pro bowl year yeah yeah it doesn't mean i wouldn't do it but i wouldn't be uh jumping out and uh you know throwing him the bank uh right. there's probably other guys on the team that i i don't i'm not familiar or with the contract situation what guys are up but if they do have this money and the other thing is, there's nothing wrong with just holding it for next year. Uh, at, at this point, you bring a skipper in. They do bring a skipper back for a third stint. That's a minor tweak to the defense there. If it, if there's a defensive lineman that's still out there at this point, uh, how 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 good really is he? Uh, I would so you so you ask. don't want them to maybe go for the flashy big name that some bring up, like Sue, for example. He's older. He's 35 now. He's not what he was 10 years ago, but he has been a good piece on recent championship quality teams like the Bucks and Rams. <laughs> somebody like that. If I, if I can get somebody, if I can get any of those guys, I, I tell you one thing: I wouldn't be giving uh, big multi-year contracts to anyone out there now if they're still if they're still out there in June. Uh, it, it, I think if they. Uh, if they had their value, they would have been signed by now. Uh, if they're still out there at the beginning of June, I'm not against uh, bringing somebody like that in, but it would have to be on a uh, a one or two year contract, two at the most. Right, right. Push for a one. I'd imagine it. Yeah, I imagine it wouldn't. It wouldn't be more than probably. Yeah, I'm okay. With, I'm I'm okay with that. But I I, I would uh, I would doubt that there's anyone out there that's. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, going to be a real impact player more than just depth. So, uh, you know, that would be a depth move. Yeah. Yeah. So that I would probably, that, that would lead me to uh, have defensive line as my, one of my top priorities going into next season and see what you can get with uh, what's out there. But also, you also got to remember that there might be some other cap casualties too, as cat, as camp goes on some guys, yeah. some guys just, just might get let go. So, uh, There'll be guys available, and the good thing is they have enough money, and uh, they're in a position of, uh, you know, they're in the driver's seat as far as uh, if anyone's out there getting cut at this time. Uh, you know, and, and obviously the Steelers are an attractive organization for teams to want to go to. 
and with right. some of those guys with some of those guys on that defense. So I, I think they're in a good position. And honestly, I don't know that this. I, I know that the, the the move came late, but I, I would have to believe that uh, that was a thought within the organization. Even though maybe they they didn't address it as high as maybe they wanted to on draft day. I don't think that this move maybe surprised a lot of people. Uh, it didn't come out of left field. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah. I mean, we hasn't played in a year, and you kind of right. keeping tabs on him, and nobody really knew 100% what was going on. We knew maybe there was something physical that was reported last year, but it was clearly beyond that, and it was a personal issue of a recent tragedy and loss that he was dealing with. So, again, if he doesn't want to play and that's not the best thing for him to play, then you got to respect that decision. Right. If he let this linger and this went on to the regular season, then I would be the first man saying he should have told them earlier, you got to have a hard deadline, you respect his decision, but you can't just never play and just keep collecting money. But this was early enough. I mean, it could have been a month ago. I know some people are saying, well, what if they had a couple more? You know, come on. It, it, was, it was through the draft to now. This is okay timing, and he has now made it. So this they now know. And they did address it a little bit in the draft, even though it was mostly right. offensive draft. DeMarvin Leal, they did bring in after those first three picks of offense, of Pickett, the two receivers. Then you go get DeMarvin Leal. He can step up and be a part of that line out of Texas A&M. So maybe he steps up. Chris Warmly had his best season you ever could dream of last year. Maybe he steps up more. Maybe they do use the money for the secondary elsewhere or extend guys. I would say Minka deserves the extension more than – Deontay with age and just knowing what production that can be there guaranteeably. And again, yeah, you can find other receivers. There were so many receivers drafted this past year in the draft. Addison's going to be coming out next year. Obviously we've touched on. So there's going to be receivers out there again. You don't need to throw tons of cash at a receiver. If you're not a hundred percent sold when you have George Pickens, I think George Pickens might, might be if picking, if, if Kenny Pickett does not start week one, George Pickens could be the number one impact rookie on this team next year because he's so good and fits in so well with Pickett or Trubisky. So a lot of question marks, but a better situation financially than where they were. And now they at least know the future without to it. One guy that I think hasn't been getting enough. uh, I'm kind of surprised that I know people are bringing up warmly and everyone else, but a guy that I thought uh, accounted for himself pretty well last year when given the opportunity, they picked him up late was uh Montrevious Adams uh at the, okay uh, I I think when he had an opportunity to go in there and play they picked him up off of Green Bay I think mm-hmm. uh it was second half of the season I thought he played pretty well uh he's only 26 years old um yeah six four 300 pounds uh I I wouldn't this is the this will be a showcase for a guy like him I, I think he's a guy that could play behind uh, play behind Hayward, play behind whoever else they, uh, you know, deem as the starter there. And I think he's young enough. He's not a, you know, some 33, 35-year-old guy going in there. I, I, right. I think he, you know, he was a former, I believe, third-round pick. Uh, so, Yeah, that's true. And, and it does suck when you look back at the 2014 draft class, too. I, I get it from a fan perspective. Stephon it, guys like Vince Williams, Martavis Bryant, et cetera. It's a what-if story. I mean, you know, to its best year with the last year he played, which was now two seasons ago. Uh, he, had, he had a career high in sacks. He, he, he 29 years old. You could get a lot more out of it. If they only got a 
five years out of these guys in the draft, then would they have drafted them? But they're good picks. You can't go back and say it was a horrible pick. You just aren't going to know what's going to happen in someone's personal right. life. And those are three situations where the, the guy basically either just chose to end the career earlier than some would think or different personal things occurred. So that's unfortunate, but you're always going to have those issues occur and you can't do anything about it. But they do have some opportunities to move on and sprinkle that money elsewhere. It doesn't have to be immediately just a, a player to, to position wise to replace Stefan Tua that I think some people are, are getting fixated on. You can do other things with that money they need to, or they're going to end up without Deontay and Minka. And the only argument of paying Deontay is if you don't give them a certain amount because of market value, you won't get him at all, but maybe they could move on receiver wise, but I think Minka needs to be paid. That'll do it for this edition of the show. Happy to be talking to you again here i do actually see there were some people joining us live this morning in the chat there so thanks to you guys and feel free to comment along on this video in the future and also hit up steelers now as well where chris carter touched on what that draft was in 2014 the missed opportunities and kind of pegging it to what ended up happening with that draft and how you can evaluate it because there's just things that occurred that you never could have predicted and it was a what-if story with some of those players but again steelers now mike that'll do it for this edition of the show happy weekend to you hope you continue yep. to to feel better you the family and the dog there that we heard during the show so for mike yeah, Bacow, again, bailey, yeah bailey's on the couch now she, she <laughs> okay she, she got her toy ta- she got her toy taken away for her so she's she gonna drive me crazy she got tired out from from hearing yeah. hearing us talk as well i'm mike ossie for all of us here throughout the sports now family of network here on pittsburgh sports live 